Hey guys, welcome back to the Voice Over Nations broadcast. I'm your host, Carrie B. I want to talk to you today about paying close attention to your dreams in this hour. You have to pay attention to what God is showing you in this hour because it may cost you your life or it could bring death. It is that important. When you're dreaming, make sure you pay attention to the symbols in the dream. How did you feel? Where was the location? What were the colors? Who was in the dream? Um, How long did it last? Did it change from scene to scene? I mean, all of these are very important because when you have this information, you can take it before the Lord to get instruction and wisdom and understanding because he's giving you a dream to let you know something may be on the way on something that needs to be corrected. This is a powerful lesson that we're teaching about paying attention to your dreams. Job, the 33rd chapter, the 14th through the 18th verse. Let's take a look at it. It says, but maybe God does explain what he does, but speaks in ways that people don't understand. Maybe he speaks once, he speaks twice. People don't understand what he's saying. He may speak in a dream or in a vision at night, when people are in a deep sleep lying in their bed, he may whisper something in their ear and they are frightened when they hear his warning. God warns people to stop them from doing wrong and to keep them from becoming proud. Listen to what it says. God warns people to stop them from doing wrong and to keep them from becoming proud. He does this to save them from death. He wants to keep them from being destroyed. Pride will destroy you. Pride always goes before destruction. Pride is the cause many a times of destruction in a person's life. So God will speak to you in a vision. He speaks to you in a dream. He's giving you instruction. He's sealing these instructions in your ear. It is important that when God gives us dreams, that we have a journal, maybe beside our bed. uh, Once we get up, uh, we write the dream down so we can go back and look at it later. I thank God for the dreams that I had in my past because they kind of let me know what I'm dealing with now. They let me know the battles that I'm facing now because of what I dreamt in the past. Praise God. So Job is just giving you a bit of warning. That sometimes God will warn you in a dream to let you know that you're walking in pride. Let's look at another scripture. Proverbs, the 16th chapter, the 18th verse. It says pride leads to destruction and arrogance to a downfall. This is the good news translation. Pride leads you into destruction and arrogance to a downfall. Sometimes when you are having a dream, um, Every dream is not from God. I'm sure you know that by now. There are some dreams that your adversary um, will send you away. And there are also times when God will show you what the adversary is doing. Because if it's left up to him, he'll try to keep things hidden. But God reveals these things to let you know what's going on, what you need to pray about, where your prayer points. And sometimes Satan just sends dreams to make you be afraid. 
So let's take a look at Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel, the fourth chapter. We want to see this mighty, powerful king, how God had given him a dream, but he would not listen. The first verse says, Nebuchadnezzar the king to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the most high God has worked for me. Now he's bragging about God. He's uh, saying peace be multiplied to the people. He's reminiscing about the great signs and wonders. Now this is a pagan king. This is the king of Babylon. Uh, this is the king that came against uh, the people of God and brought them into 70 years uh, of slavery in Babylon. But he had serious dreams. And uh, many of these dreams were speaking about the end times. Actually, some of the stuff that he dreamed before are speaking about what is to come. So he's 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 recounting this dream Um uh, he's giving praises to God, I should say. And he's, he talks about, and his dominion is from generation to generation. He said, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house, flourishing in my palace. And I saw a dream which made me afraid. And the thoughts on my bed and the visions of my head, they troubled me. Therefore, I issued a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Now, when Nebuchadnezzar is speaking about the wise men, he's speaking about the magicians and the soothsayers and um, those that are practicing divination and so forth. And uh, these were the ones that were getting their information, not from God, but from uh, demons and familiar spirits and so forth. Seven verse. Then the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers came in, and I told them the dream, but they did not make known to me its interpretation. The reason why they could not make known to him the interpretation is because they did not have God on their side. There's only so much information that a familiar spirit can tell you. A familiar spirit is a spirit that is familiar with the family. It is an ancestral spirit that's connected to every family. That's why you can go to um, people that practice divination, uh, crystal balls and magic mirrors and so forth. And you can sit before them and you can pay them the fee. You just made a covenant with them by giving them that money. You're trying to get some information. You're getting information and knowledge other than the source of God, and that's always witchcraft. So you sit there at the table, and uh, you tell the lady uh, your name, and maybe she holds your hand, she reads your palms, um, she does all these other different uh, uh, tarot cards and so forth, uh, practices that she does. And then she said, well, I see a woman. Um, she's about 70 years old. She has black hair. She's fair complexion. And her name is Joyce. And you're like, oh, that's my grandmother. And uh, she says to tell you that your blessing is coming in such and such. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I remember now. Now, this woman, <laughs> this person has just made contact with a familiar spirit that knows about that person's grandmother 
and everyone else in the family so they can give this witch uh this uh, psychic as they call them they're actually witches so they can give this psychic this information because they know about the family history they know about the time she got sick they know about the little pendant that you gave her. They know all of this information because they're getting it from familiar spirits. Now you just bound yourself to an altar and open up your family. So these guys that Nebuchadnezzar had working for him, these were that type of people. The soothsayers, the astrologers, the enchanters, the diviners. They, they were working all of this magic. But when Nebuchadnezzar had this dream, None of them could tell him its interpretation because that was held in the bosom of God. Praise God. Now let's continue to read. Let me read the seventh verse again. And then the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers came in, and I told them the dream, but they did not make known to me its interpretation. But alas, Daniel came before me. His name is Belshazzar. Now, this is a name that they gave Daniel uh, when he became a part of uh, the official government of Babylon because Ahim, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had been exalted. They had three years of training uh, to serve the king. And um, so they gave him their god, one of their gods named Belshazzar. Uh, and it said, according to the name of my god, he said, his name, this is Daniel, who came before me, his name is Belshazzar, according to the name of my God. So they've given a man of God the name of his God. But Daniel was a wise man. Daniel, Daniel was about 70 years old when um, they were captive, uh, made captive, and they were taken into Babylon. Babylon. And so he was a young man when he uh, first came into the Babylonian kingdom. But he learned and he learned not to fight against the king. OK, if you want to call me that, I know who my God is. He didn't say, oh, I'm not taking the name of your God. He used wisdom. And it said, according to the name of my God in him is the spirit of the holy God. Now, he's acknowledging that there's a separation of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar is saying that Belshazzar is the name of his, of his God. But, you know, the spirit of the holy God is in Daniel. So he knows this is a separation, but yet he still wanted to hold on to his pagan gods. And he said, and I told the dream before him saying, Belshazzar, chief of the magicians. Now he's calling him a magician. He's basically saying that he is like one of my guys that practice this black magic, that go to the waters and get this dark information from water spirits and so forth and witchcraft and altars. <sighs> he knew what he was saying, but he just didn't care. So he told this dream, and he said that Belshazzar was the chief of the magicians, the chief of his men, because I know that the spirit of the holy God is in you, and no secret troubles you. Explain to me the visions of my dream that I have seen and its interpretation. Now, the Bible says in, in one of the other chapters that um, Daniel had been given skill and knowledge in dreams and in visions. So he was the type of person that if you told him your dream, he would go before God 
God will give him the interpretation and he will bring it back to you and it will be 100% accurate. That's how good he was because the skill and the knowledge and the gift of God was on his life. It was used in a position where he was. A lot of times God will give you a certain gift that is, uh, uh, that, that is usable in the office that you stand. And so now, Nebuchadnezzar starts to tell him about the dream. Tim first. These were the visions of my head while on my bed. I was looking and behold a tree in the midst of the earth and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong. Now listen to the tree. He's, he's telling you about the tree. A tree was in the midst of the earth. Its height was great. The tree grew and became strong. Its height reached the heavens and it could be seen to the ends of all the earth. Now this was a massive tree that was in the midst of the earth. It was growing, growing, growing. Its leaves were lovely, its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it. The birds of the heaven dwelt in its branches and all flesh was fed from it. Now this tree was so mighty that birds would come and they would take shade and they would eat food from off of the tree, a massive tree. Now what Nebuchadnezzar didn't know is that God was saying that this tree was him. He, he's, he's speaking metaphorically. He's speaking about a tree, but the tree is actually a representation of Nebuchadnezzar, how he has grown to such a grand statue. Listen, the beasts of the field found shade under it. The birds of the heaven dwelt in its branches and all flesh was fed from it. 13th verse. I saw in the vision of my head while on my bed, because the dream is a night vision. And there was a watcher, a watcher angel, a holy one coming down from heaven. And he cried aloud and said, thus, chop down the tree and cut off its branches. Listen, I said the tree is Nebuchadnezzar. What is God saying? He said, he sends an angel. He said, chop down the tree and cut off its branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beast get out from undead and the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and roots in the earth. Bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beasts on the grass of the earth. Now it stops talking about a tree and it sounds like it's talking about a person. Listen again, 15 verse. Nevertheless, leave the stump and roots in earth bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field and let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him gaze with the beast on the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast and let seven times of seven years pass over him. This decision is by decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. 
This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belshazzar, declare its interpretation, since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make to, known to me the interpretation. But you are able, for the spirit of the holy God is in you. Now, Nebuchadnezzar knows that Daniel is a man of God. He knows that there's a separation between his magicians and this man that has the power and the grace of God on his life. But he's still trying to tie him in with the rest of them. And sometimes the world will try to tie you in with those that walk and look like the world. But there's a separation. I, I, I believe that God is speaking about some sanctification in here. And, and this is, I just heard this God say this. Some of you need to come from amongst them. Come out from amongst them because you're starting to look like them, act like them, talk like them, dress like them, walk like them. And everybody else is putting you the same together because there's no separation. There's certain times you need to come out from among them. You can't go to every party. You can't go to every gathering. You should not even want to. There are certain people that you should not want to hang around or be around. If you're a man of prayer, if you're a woman of prayer, if you're a preacher of righteousness, you don't hang with everybody in the world. Well, we're just going to go and play golf. Uh, no, you go by yourself. I mean, me personally, I don't hang with anybody except my family. Nothing against the guys, but I don't hang in the streets. When we're at work and they want to have Christmas parties and gatherings and stuff like that, I don't go. No, I've come to do my job and go home. There has to be a separation. You go your way and I'm going mine. Not trying to be funny, but I just don't do hanging like that. Unless it's with someone who has the same mindset. Someone with a righteous agenda. That's not a problem. But for the rest of them, ain't got time. So now... Nebuchadnezzar, he's given this dream to Daniel. He wants Daniel to tell him the interpretation of the dream. He said, none of my guys were able to do it, but you have the spirit of the Holy One in you. Make known to me this dream. 19 verse. Then Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, was astonished for time and his thoughts troubled him. So the king spoke and said, Belshazzar, do not let the dream or its interpretation trouble you. And Belshazzar answered and said, My Lord, may the dream concern those who hate you and its interpretation concern your enemies. Now, Daniel kind of know what's going on, but he know this thing is pretty bad because this dream is not speaking about someone else. It's speaking about the king. That's why I say we need to pay attention to our dreams. Now, this is the subject of this lesson. Now, I want you to listen. Uh, you know what? We are about out of time. <sighs> let me just let me let me just read the twenty-first. He said, "The dream concerns you." He said, "May the Lord, my Lord, may the dream concern those who hate you, and its interpretation concern your enemies." Twenty-first. The tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached to the heavens, which could be seen by all the earth whose leaves were lovely and its fruit abundant, in which was food for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and in whose branches the birds of the heaven had their home, it is you. 
that great tree that had all of that majesty, had all of those leaves where the birds came from everywhere. They took shelter. They ate food. That is you, King. Guys, we're about out of time. I'm going to have to whew, go to our next lesson on this. Reconnect in just a minute with this uh, for our next one. Um, this is Voice of an Ancient Broadcast. This is Carrie B. Vine Radio. I'll be right back in a few minutes with part two of Pay Attention to Your Dreams. Hey guys, welcome back to the Voice Silver Nations broadcast. I'm your host once again, Kerry B. I want you to get your Bibles as we are studying about dreams. The topic of the lesson is pay attention to your dreams. Now we came from uh, the book of Daniel, the fourth chapter, and we're speaking about Nebuchadnezzar, how Nebuchadnezzar uh, had this dream. He called all of his astrologers, soothsayers, magicians, the Chaldeans, he called all his boys. Um, that did not have God on their side, did not get revelation from God, and he wanted them to interpret his dream. They couldn't do it. So he called Daniel, um, and Daniel starts to interpret the dream. Um, and, and Nebuchadnezzar said that he saw this big tree. It was in the earth. It was tall. It had branches and leaves and the birds of the air. They would come and seek refuge and shade and get food. And uh, we're going to look back at the 21st. So if you missed the first part, I go to part one of pay attention to your dreams. Let's start back off at uh, the 21st of Daniel chapter number four. Let's take a look at the 21st because I don't want to rehash all of that. Um, so it says in the 21st, Daniel tells him, he said, a tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached the heavens and which could be seen by all the herb, whose leaves were lovely and its fruit abundant, in which was food for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and in whose branches the birds of the heavens had their home. That is you. That tree is you, O king, who have grown and become strong for your greatness has grown and reaches to the heavens and your dominion to the end of the earth. And inasmuch as the king saw a watcher, a holy one, a holy angel coming down from heaven saying, chop down the tree and destroy it. Now remember in the other part, uh, the first couple of verses, the watcher came down, watcher angel came down. He was given commandments to chop down the tree cut it down and um, leave the stump so forth and uh, so Daniel is kind of rehashing that he said chop down a tree and destroy it but leave the stump and the roots in the earth bound with a band of iron and bronze and the tender grass of the field let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over this is the interpretation O king and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord, the King. They Now listen, <laughs> every dream has an interpretation. That's why I say you have to pay close attention to what you see in the dreams. If you see a lot of bats and owls and cats and spiders and frogs and snakes uh, and scorpions, that's witchcraft. 
Now, you may have a pet dog or something like that. As long as that dog is not trying to bite you, that may be something a little different. But, you know, when you see, especially if they're trying to attack you, that's something to deal with witchcraft. You have to pay a close attention to your dreams. So now Daniel is letting the king know that this is him who God is talking about. 25th verse, they shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. Now he's telling this to the king. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven and seven times shall pass over you till you know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. And inasmuch as they gave the command to leave the stump and the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know that heaven rules. God didn't uproot the root of the stumps because he wanted to give him another chance. Therefore, king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins. Pay a close attention to your dreams. He said, break off your sins. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. So evidently Nebuchadnezzar was doing something wrong before God. It was God that allowed him to get as great as he was. The dream was telling him that you're walking in pride. Break off your sins and walk in righteousness. Mm -hmm. Do away with your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lifting of your prosperity. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. Now the prophet Daniel told the king what the dream represented. It was up to Nebuchadnezzar to do a folly instructions from a man whom God had used to interpret the dream. I want you to listen to this and I want you to look at this because every time I think about this, um, it reminds me of a song. <laughs> In the 29th verse, I want you to listen. God had just explained to him what was going to happen. He told him about this great tree, how it grown and how the branches were large, the leaves were abundant, how all of the animals came under it and took refuge and shade and had food. And then he saw a watcher angel come and cut it down. And Nebuchadnezzar found out that the tree represented him. He was symbolic of that tree. That's why I say in dreams, what looks like you may know what it is. Sometimes that's not actually who it is or what it is. And sometimes even the people that you see in the dreams may not be the person that it's really representing. That's why you have to have wisdom. The 29th verse. At the end of the 12 months, Nebuchadnezzar was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. And the king spoke, saying, listen to him. Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? Listen to him. Let me go back to the scripture here and show you this. Proverbs 16 and 18 says, Pride leads to destruction and arrogance to a downfall. Pride always leads to destruction. 
Pride is always before destruction. Now he's walking in pride. God blessed him with his stuff. Now he's walking in pride. He's saying, look at my royal palace. Um, look at this great Babylon that I have built. It's for my royal dwelling, by my mighty power, for my honor, and for my majesty. I remember back in 1970, it was a lady by the name of Jean Wright. She put out a song. It was called Mr. Big Stuff. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? You're never going to get my love. And she was talking about this man that thought he had it going on because he had the fancy car, he had the clothes, he had the girls. But she said, you ain't getting me, not me, Mr. Big Stuff. This is Mr. Big Stuff here in the form of a king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. Listen. <laughs> 31st verse, it said, while the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven and said, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you. While the words were in his mouth of pride, there was a voice that fell from heaven saying, I'm ripping the kingdom from out of your hands. Right as, right as he was bragging right as he was speaking. He had 12 months to get it right. He was doing fine right after the dream. 12 months later, here he is walking in pride again. Hmm. While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you, and they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. Now this is exactly what he saw in a dream. This is exactly what Daniel the prophet told him. He interpreted the same exact way, but the king would not pay attention to his dream. He said, they shall drive you from men and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen until you know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. That very hour, that same hour, the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like an oxen. He lost his mind just like that. Up there with all that pride. All that bragging, this is what I've done. God hates pride. I'm telling you, he hates pride. He'll cause you or he will allow you to lose everything you have so that you're not destroyed because of pride. He lost his mind. They drove him out. They drove him out that very same hour. He was driven from men. He ate grass like an oxen. His body was wet with dew. His hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails were like bird's claw. It was almost if he was turning into a bird. His hair had grown like eagle's feathers. Now, you know, it's not natural for a man's hair to grow like no eagle's feathers or no bird's feathers. Where did this come from? You know he was worshiping uh, those water spirits. You know he was at those altars. Now he's about to turn into what he was worshiping. 
Now look at his claws. His claws were like birds' claws. Now I know there's some men that have some long fingernails, but like a bird's claw, he was turning into that prideful thing, that Leviathan spirit that he had been worshiping. You know Leviathan, that cricket, twisting spirit, that's the spirit of pride. That's that spirit that's in the world now. It's full of pride. Now he's being broken by the powers of God, but now he's turning into that spirit that he worshiped. And it said, and at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, mm -hmm. and my understanding returned to me. He had been driven out in the field for seven years. He was a great king, one of the greatest dynasties ever, the Babylonian Empire. He was a ruthless king. He was a powerful king. And God exalted him to the level where he was. Some of the end time prophecies, they deal with the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. This big statue. He was being used, but he was prideful. He was full of pride. So he stayed out there for seven years eating grass like an oxen. He wasn't eating filet mignon and lobster tails and diver scallops and sweet potatoes and Caesar salad and crab bisque soup and lamb chops. He wasn't eating that. He didn't have any hot bread from the oven with butter on it. He was eating grass like a cow like a oxen like a bullock grass and he loved it because his mind was messed up he lost his mind in the span of an hour because of pride because he did not pay attention to his dream he pushed it to the side this will never happen to me because i'm the king Look at all of these people I have under my rule. They're afraid of me. They worship me. They worship my image. They do all that. Look, look at all. Look, look, look what I built. <laughs> I have gold here. I have a palace here and a palace there. I have women. I got everything. That dream ain't talking about me. The dream was talking about him. He lost it all in the span of an hour. They drove him out because he was crazy. He slapped, lost his mind. He was Mr. Big Stuff. You couldn't tell him nothing. He went out there. He was laying in the field, wet with the dew from his back. He was sleeping in the field and he was eating in the field. His hair started to grow like an eagle feathers his nails like birds claws what this is something a little more strange than just an average person going through some stuff he was starting to turn into something in my opinion he lost his mind but while he lost his mind God was merciful 
even to a pagan king. King that didn't have a God on his side. Now listen. Whew. 34th verse. And at the end of the time, I Nebuchadnezzar lifted my eyes to heaven. Now he's down. But now he's looking up. I lifted my eyes to heaven. And my understanding returned to me when, when he was in the worst shape of his life, he looked it up to heaven. He realized that I cannot continue to walk like this. I'm walking in pride. This is disrespecting and dishonoring God. And it says, and my understanding returned to me when, when he looked to heaven, when he lifted up his eyes, his understanding returned. Now check out what he does. Talking about an evil, pagan, ruthless king. And he said, and I bless the most high and praise and honored him who lives forever. I guess so. You've been out there in that field for that long. I bet you, I bet you Nebuchadnezzar said, Lord, if you give me one more chance. Have you ever been in a situation, Lord, if you give me just one more chance, one, one more, one more time, God, just one more time. I'll never do it again. I'll never, I'll never. Lord, I'll never do that again. If you just go one more time, one more chance, one more, one more. Please, God, please. How many times was he out there in that field big? I don't know. But when he got an opportunity, he looked up to heaven. Now look at how God turned around. He said, and I bless the most high and praise and honor him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven. And among the inhabitants of the earth, no, no one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and my splendor returned to me. My counselors and nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom. And excellent majesty was added to me. Now, praise your Lord Jesus, I Nebuchadnezzar praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. All whose works are true and his ways justice and those who walk in pride he is able to put down he had lost his mind but God said don't cut don't uproot that stump because after he gets finished with this he's going to give me a praise Nebuchadnezzar when he looked up towards heaven and he realized how much he needed God his understanding, his reasoning, his honor, his majesty, it started to return. And the people that uh, uh, served him in the palace, they looked out there. And I'm sure they would keep a watch on the king to make sure he didn't hurt himself. They, they, they started watching him like something is different about the king. He's not on all four now, but he's standing up like a man. He's got his hands lifted up to heaven. He's praising and shouting up to the God of Daniel. Look at him. He's running around. Now he has clothes on. Come on, somebody go out there and see what's going on. And they go out there and they talk to the king. And they understand that the king's reasoning has come back. 
And now they're excited. Now they're praising the God of Daniel. Praise God. And they bring the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, back into the house. And everything was restored back to him when pride left him. They shaved him. They cut his hair. They cut his nails. And now this glorious king, who was a ruthless killer. You got to read the story of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was a ruthless killer. He was a tyrant. He was a murderous king. But God had mercy on this pagan king because at the end, he turned around and he blessed God Almighty. Praise you, Jesus, because God gave him another chance. If he had only paid attention to his dream, he would have never been driven from out of the palace. He would have never lost his mind. He would have never had to eat grass like an oxen. But he would have been saved and God would have restored him and kept him and all of that. Guys, don't walk in pride. It goes before your destruction. Pay close attention to your dreams. This is part two of pay attention to your dreams. We'll be back real soon. Bless you guys. This is Kerry B. Voice Over Nations Broadcast with Vine Radio. Guys, be blessed.